You're listening to an N Stars podcast production. I'm Adam Mock, a 40 year old film critic, and I have not seen Amanda Bynes in a while. Yeah, I'm Melanie Weir, a 26 year old former theater major, and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Is she, I mean, like, she's not okay, but is she, like, free now? Did we free Amanda? I don't know. Uh, I know she was under conservatorship for a while, so like, you know, uh, if she hasn't been, hashtag free Amanda Bynes. Free Amanda Bynes. And we're about to make you watch. A podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to Made You Watch, a podcast where this week on the show, Melanie has me watching what? What a Girl Wants. What a Girl Wants. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I, I've never seen this. I, I remember it coming out. I remember it being a thing. I don't. <laughs> oh, I totally remember. I, 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 was, uh, I was like two years out of college when this came out. How old would that make me? 2003. Oh, little. You were little person. Little. I think I was like eight. Oh, there you go. When Now, when did you see this? I... I don't really remember seeing this. It was just kind of in my archive of movies one day. Very similar to Legally Blonde. I don't remember, but I can tell you I've seen it more times than I can count. When I was in high school for, um, like, well, actually for six years, but for, like, three years in high school, I dated this guy, and every summer he went to China because his family lived in China, which sucked (laughs) because when you're in high school, that's, like, the only free time that you really have to your, your own self. Um... And on the first year that, I think it was the first year, that he left for China, on the same day, my family left to go to North Carolina without me. This was not, this was my decision because there was a play I wanted to be in that would require me being home. But they left on the same day, which was very sad. And so even though it was like my decision to stay home, that day I like sat, sad watched this movie, I think twice. (laughs) So that's that's where this is in my heart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't. All I know is it's it's a girl who's trying to find her long lost father who turns out to be like English royalty. Yeah. Okay. No, you're 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 essentially on the money. I mean, it, I've seen trailers where I know I know the movie. I just never needed to watch it because I'm I was. I was like a twenty-four-year-old guy at the time and had no interest. Much like Bridgerton, it, it is it is not the what that is interesting about this movie. It is the how. It's okay that you already know what's going to happen. It's still fun to get there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to take a little break, uh, watch the movie, and we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, the bride and her father would like to share a special dance. Every time we do these weddings, I see the father-daughter dances, and I can't help but think that I'm never going to get to do that. What I really need more than anything else in the world is to find my dad. 3,000 miles from home, Daphne Reynolds will find the one thing she's been searching for, her father. To you, according to this, I'm your daughter. You're not going to believe her, are you? She has a birth certificate, she has my photograph, and she has my eyes. The girl must stay here with us. Thank you so much, Lady Dashwood. No hugs, dear. I'm British. The only thing we know about her is that she's an American teenager. My sense of her from first impression is that she's quite mature for her age. Warner Brothers Pictures presents... There'll be plenty of people rooting for you to fail. Get over yourself because I'm not going anywhere. Amanda Bynes, Colin Firth. What a girl wants. Favorite band of the 70s. 
please don't say the Bee Gees. Please don't say the Bee Gees. Okay, we're back, and Mel, I gotta say, I didn't have a bad time with this. That makes me so happy! Yeah, I know, Man Divine's is great. Yeah. I, 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 this movie made me remember how funny she was. She had a charm to her. I loved the Amanda show when I was a kid. It was great. She was great on all that. I mean, that's why she got the Amanda show. I didn't, and I'd never seen all that. All that was, I mean... If you saw Keenan, you ever watched Keenan and Kel? I've seen a few episodes of Keenan and Kel. It's Kel. them. It's Amanda Bynes. Um, I, I don't remember the whole cast. Um, Drake and Josh. Was it like SNL for kids? Yeah. Oh. It was Mad TV, SNL, any one of them. That's it it was just a sketch show. And Amanda Bynes was kind of the breakout star on that show who just, she had comedy timing. Like, she she was basically her, doing Jim Carrey. Her timing was excellent. You know, she knew how to do voices. She didn't give a shit. Like, she just went for it. And she was funny. I remember Be I mean, I was probably, I was in college around that time. Maybe, like, high school. I'm not sure. Wow. But I remember seeing it. And it wasn't, like, I never really watched it. But if it was on, she was the only sketches I ever remembered besides Keenan. Mm. <laughs> you know? And he went on to SNL. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, I need to look into what exactly. I know she, I think, has bipolar disorder. Yeah, she had a lot of problems. I mean, she was, she threw at, like a bong out a window or something. At one point, she was wearing a wig and calling it her friend. She got a tattoo on her face that I think she got removed for her, um, that trial she's in right now to get yeah. liberate, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Emancipation. It, yeah. yeah. She has also been under conservatory, much like Britney yeah. Spears. Um, it's just kind of an unsung song because. She didn't do things that were as sympathetic, I guess, when she had episodes, which I, is a shame because mental illness is mental illness, yeah. no matter and, how it and, looks from the outside. And it was at a time when right. we were we were more into the gossipy stuff than to helping these people. We wanted to see people self-destruct. Yeah. And it was really it, it was really sad. It's just it's sad to me, I guess. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be because she she's getting her her due. I know she's in court now. Yeah, she's she, getting her she's getting her she seems to be getting her stuff together. Like there's attention drawn to her. It's just it it was it, it it's it's still a sad statement to know that Britney got the attention first because she did things that were slightly more sympathetic. And, and Britney was a lot po more popular. That's fair. She That's was a worldwide phenomenon. Fair. I mean, Amanda Bynes was big in the States. I don't know how she was overseas. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, Britney right. Spears was an international pop you're, star. You're absolutely right. It's, yeah. You know, that's why that and, that and the whole free Britney guy probably. Is. I, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to say that I'm glad that it's happening at all. Yeah. It no, shouldn't it's good. have been necessary, but I'm glad the necessary things are occurring. This, it ain't easy being a child actor mm. or a child star of any kind. So, I mean, but you know what is fun? This movie. Yeah. This movie is, and I sound dorky saying it, it's charming. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. Everything about, it's, it, the characters are all ridiculously, like, British if they need to be proper when they, you know, but mm -hmm. then they Maybe go out of character. Maybe someone put a cork in it 18 years ago. The Americans are super Americans, mm -hmm. you know, or like the free spirit and shit. It's fine. Amanda Bynes is hilarious in it. She, she, she goes from pretty to pratfall in the same line i like that she's really good at it i mean she there's scenes where i mean there's some camera work that was driving me nuts during the montages where it was all handheld and it looked oh, like it was very it 2000s like, it looked like they just gave one of the actors something to do for a few minutes like you hold this camera and just take some shots of shit excuse me i dropped my phone on the ground it's gonna stay there now but the movie is it's it's great you know it's about a girl who um she's well the movie starts off with 
that weird bad CGI New York City. Oh no, my god! I hated that. Every time I watch this movie, it gets worse. That's just bizarre. It's it's this weird butterfly that at first you're like, is that a kite? What is that? I think it's supposed to be a it kite. Eventually becomes a kite. It flies through all of this bad like CGI New York sand, uh, landscape. It looks like it's not done. Yeah, it, it does, looks oh, like totally a window screensaver background that somebody didn't. It looked finish. like a college project. Yeah, it was bad. And then it like kind of lands and it's it hangs in the sky and turns out to be a kite because they're in Chinatown. Yeah. And they're having some kind of like festival or something for her bir- or her birthday. She I lives don't. in Chinatown. Um, yeah. So Amanda Bynes um, lives in Chinatown with her mother, uh, Kelly Preston, R.I.P. She uh, passed away. She was, oh. Yeah. She passed away a few years ago. Um, she was a good. She was a good little actress. I liked. I liked her. She didn't do a lot, but what she was in was pretty good. I think I good. only know her from this. Really? I think. Yeah. So it's got uh, Kelly Preston in it. Um, she's kind of this hippie type. Yeah. Tra- travels the world by herself, which I never understood. Now I'm not being sexist. I wouldn't do that as a guy by I, myself. Yeah. No. That like, scares the shit out of me. My aunt Kathy is one of the coolest people that I know. Like, she's done... She was single until I was, like, yeah. 20. She, I, she like, just did everything. She's a nurse. She took her, like, night shifts and weekend shifts and took her free time to, like, take solo trips to Greece yeah. and, like, just go to other countries awesome. and take vacations to different places. Yeah, it's sick. And she always told me, she's like, Mel, you should go on vacation alone, mm. like, once in your life. And I think, like, now that I'll, like... The older I get, I'm starting to get it. It's important to get to know yourself and spend time with yourself. But I don't know if I could do a whole vacation by not, myself. I'm not taking a camel through the deserts in Egypt that like she does. And Forget that. I don't know if I would go to like Europe, London by myself. I just like having someone to make commentary to. That and just, I, I, if I disappear off the face, I don't want to disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a hostile well, situation. That would be harder to do these days, what with like phones and uh, everything. It was like, yeah, after I saw hostile, I'm like, yeah, I'm not traveling. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going over there. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if I want to know what it's about. Oh, it's a rough horror film. My friend Yvonne is always recommending if I go to uh, Europe, I should stay in a hostel. It's a great experience. I'm like, it sounds. It's a, it's basically about a bunch of a bunch of rich people who pay to murder tourists who are staying at a hostel, and they basically get kidnapped and just disappear. What the hell? It's Eli Roth. He's a psychopath. <laughs> the movie is terrible. But um. Uh, the guy from um, Bad Moms is in it. Which one? Uh, the Jay one. Rodriguez. Yeah, that's where, that's where I knew him from. Uh, interesting. <laughs> it's the only thing I've ever seen him in. That's quite a dichotomy. I, I brought it up on the Bad Moms episode because I'm like, I, I only know this guy from Hostel. That's so embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Amanda Bynes lives in Chinatown, but first, the mom is on vacation by herself. Yeah. And does that happen first or does she tell the story? She's telling... Oh, oh, it's like her birthday parties. It's a few birthday parties. And finally, she gets the one, like, her 16th birthday party. Oh, and you every the, year she would wish for her father year, to come back. Yeah, she yeah. wishes for her father to come find them in New York, and her mom tells her the same story of how they met. Yeah, that, that was it. And, and they met in, oh, I, It was where? like, Mar- was it? Morocco. It was, it was, it was, it was On a Morocco. camel in Morocco. And they well, were, she, fought, she got out of a car for some reason, just got out of a car. Yep. Yeah. In the middle of the hill. desert, rolls down a hill like Amanda Bynes with would. a guitar. And then falls into a hole because I guess um, Colin Firth was excavating some 
archaeological digger I guess building so, something. Even though he was traveling with a guitar and as a musician, maybe. I don't know. And he ends up saving her before she breaks her neck, and it's the meat cue to the movie. Yeah. And then they spend a ton of time together. They learn music and all the blah 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 because she's like a, a singer. They're married by the chiefs of uh, a Bedouin tribe. They get they get they're not sure if they're legally married because it's just like drum ceremony. The way they weren't sure if they played the drums correctly or something. <laughs> Apparently, there are some types of drums that are used for official marriages, whereas others are mainly used for mating rituals. Th- that was a funny sketch. <laughs> and I actually... Colin Firth just goes, if I just entered a parallel universe. I will say that was a cute joke. Yeah, it was that funny. That was funny. She gets pregnant. Uh, he goes to her. Uh, she He says, I'm going to show you to the, my family. He brings her home. He's a he's the son of a British lord. That's what it was. Which yeah. is a problem. Because, <laughs> you know, she's not a lady. Yes. They're, you know, they're the wealth, they're the nobility. In the olden days, they used to own and manage the land, and I'm not really sure what they do now. Yeah, they just, just, like, yell yeah. and argue in the House of Lords or something. And she's just what they consider ugly American. Yes. And, she, and Jonathan Price, who is the advisor to the family... Yeah, like political advisor. He he's like this guy's gonna have a big career as the prime minister at some point. He need you know he's running for government. He needs to build up. And his dad dies. Uh, his dad dies. And he's taking over the business, uh, whatever the the political business. He's I taking. Guess. He, he becomes much like how I when don't understand how when Anthony Bridgerton's father unfortunately died when he was very young, only a teenager. It just the title immediately went to him. Those are the rules. And this yeah. young teenage boy was now Lord Bridgerton, and sure. it was a it was a psychological problem. Bridgerton doesn't want out the other for me. Similar problems for him in this movie. I feel like watching this movie directly after having watched season two of Bridgerton made me able to appreciate it on a whole new level. <laughs> God. They basically lie to Kelly Preston and say that he gave her a note. He doesn't want to be here. He's like, oh, he knows all about yeah. the baby. Trust me. Like, he's not interested. You're not what he's looking no. for. You're not a lady. Who gets the note? Who gets the He gets the note because from saying yeah. it's from her. He, okay. That's Mr. What What's like, his I, name is like yelling at her, Libby, yelling at Libby to leave the entire time. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He, he doesn't need to speak to you. He doesn't, it's he too doesn't want to see you. He doesn't want to see you. Just go. It'll be it'll be so much easier yeah, for everyone. He's and then he, he gives her and then he gives Colin Firth's character a note. And he's like, apparently this someone else. Yeah, he he got heathered. Yeah, got fake noted. Yeah, <laughs> she goes to America and raises Amanda Bynes, making money as a uh, wedding singer. Wedding singer. Yeah, and, and they she, live in a third floor walk up. And my girlfriend got mad at me because I was watching this, and she was in the other room, and I just went, "Oh no!" And and, and she goes, "What?" And I go, "I love Kelly Preston, but." Damn, she was flat in that one song. She was. <laughs> it was really bad. No, at this point, I'm just used to it because I'm so used to it. But it's she says she's like, all right. I mean, like so many hours of watered down rock and roll. Yes, you are does. very flat, ma'am. It was really. It was weird. I was like, why did they lose that? In? I'm glad you said it. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't the one and to I say it. And my girlfriend just goes, "Don't speak ill of the dead." And I'm like, Wait, I didn't die. I'm not. I'm just saying she's a little flat. If I was flat in a recording and I was dead, I would be okay with people calling out the fact that I was flat. It's a take-two situation. Come on. So Amanda Bynes is also working at the wedding as a waitress, and she's also filling out college applications and things. On the side. side. They're made of paper. Yeah. Which is bonkers to me because all of my college applications were online. That's how we did things back then. I know. And she... um, she ends up finding the, the the groom is drunk underneath the table, I think, because he can't like, find yeah, him. Yeah, in, in some kind of stupor. I don't really know what his problem is. And she, and this comes in handy later. She's like the party saver. 
she runs over, takes a piece of the ice sculpture off, and throws it down his back, and he starts dancing like a maniac and tells her mother, like, play and shout. She's like, play shout, so it'll blend in. <laughs> and shout! she just goes along with all of his movements, kind of saves the wedding. Wait, and I love that nobody, throughout this movie, nobody at any of these weddings questions what this random teenage waitress oh, yeah. is doing. <laughs> I used to be a catering waitress. You weren't supposed to do any of that. <laughs> now, how did she... What made her decide to go find her father? I'm, I, I cannot remember. The father-daughter dance is that, at the wedding is very that's important. That's what it was. Okay, that's and what set her off. And she sees it happen at this wedding, and it's sad, and her mom tries to tell her, like, listen, like, you're 18 now, and, like, finding who you are isn't about, like, going to find yeah. your dad. But she's, like, and I'd like to pinpoint that, I, I would like to point out that the time in the summer when this is happening, given that her birthday is then makes her a Gemini, which <laughs> I just think interesting. <laughs> Just, just filing that away about her character. <laughs> to all the Gemini's out there. I have <laughs> all the Gemini's out there. Uh, Amanda Bynes' character in What a Girl Wants. What's her name? Daphne. Daphne Reynolds. Daphne, which is also <laughs> the name of one of the characters in Bridgerton. And she's got the last name Reynolds, like D. <laughs> <laughs> her name does start with D. She does have kind of much more oh, innocent D. She's, she's got baby like sweet D, D energy. Yeah, she's D before D turned into a maniac. D before the, the concussion the concussion of the yes, roller rink. exactly. Spoilers from Always Sorry, Sunny. Sorry, that's the most recent season. Yeah. I don't think that's a that's, major spoiler. No, it's fine. It's cool. Um, it was Charlie's fault. So on a whim, she just decides, fuck it, going to England. Now, my question is this. Did she have money saved up? Because she it, must have. It ain't cheap to go to England. I mean, maybe it just was it, like day of. Was imagine it that. cheaper then? Back in two thousand. It was obviously cheaper then, but three? even still, that's like that's got that's got to be a pretty penny. You're buying tickets night of. <laughs> was it cheaper to fly in the years immediately following 9-11? Did no. like fewer people want to get on planes? No, I think it was always expensive to fly. Mm. I don't ever remember it being cheap. Okay. I just remember, like you know, it has it has it has rockets and yeah. dips. Like before COVID, plane prices were super weird for a week. Remember when we didn't mm-hmm. really know what was going on, and some people were like, "I'll plan a trip right now." Yeah, it's like I, I can get a flight to New York for ninety dollars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she but flies when you're the- there. <laughs> So Amanda Bynes gets to England, of course, London call, and starts that, playing. What an excellent transition with the plane <laughs> engine. They love that song, man. They they love using that song. Whenever you get to Britain in a movie, that yeah. song goes for it. <laughs> I will say, I, I the directorial energy in that one shot actually, like, it, it, I feel like it's a rare moment where a movie can accurately convey a mood that I've literally felt before. Yeah. But she's doing that. She It's like she got up early to go leave somewhere she doesn't usually go on her own. It's like weird. It's one of the first times she's been out by herself. Yeah. It's like almost kind of sad and mournful. But the second you're on that plane and you're in the new place, the excitement kicks in and it's just like, I forgot what I was ever nervous about. Oh, yeah. You see her all wide-eyed. She's riding the, the double-decker bus. She's going over the Thames, you know, they, they show all the hot spots. They, yeah, they Big just... Big Ben, Parliament. There was something about the composition of these shots and the way the music it, was done. And it's those moments that I, were off... What? New that? York, what are you doing? <laughs> New York, what are you doing? Um, it was those shots, those interstitials, though, that threw me off a few times, like in the dating montages. Oh, yeah. They would, Or when she was trying on clothes... It really was completely different camera work, and it looked like a different camera. It looked cheaper. Maybe. It looked like it was on a video or something. Yeah. It was really weird. It 
and it threw me off a few times because I'm like, I it, it took me out of the movie because you know other I than bet- that, the movie's very like cut and dry the way they shoot it. You know what I bet they were trying to do? I bet they were trying to do like those like MTV like real oh, world kind of shots. Oh, Maybe they, they made it look low quality on purpose. It's very possible. I mean, it, I didn't like those parts. I, they, I, they're some of them were they they were cute. They went on a little long. Yeah, and they and there was just an excuse to wedge in a song. Yeah, you know, it's like we got to sell a soundtrack here, folks. But I love it because <laughs> there's no I dialogue in any of that. Soundtrack shit. to a rom com. Oh yeah, she goes to a hostel, meets a cute boy working the front desk playing the guitar. Turns out he's a uh, he's a musician too. Te- I, I know. We talked about it earlier. His hair is terrible. His hair is very too. Th- he does look like Shark Boy. It's it's yeah. It's when it's spiked and gelled all over. There's no smoothness to any part of your head. You just look like you know, like you're jokingly sticking your finger in a light An electric socket. socket. <laughs> it was very two thousands. And uh, you know, I remember thinking when I was really little, I would look at adult men and think like, oh, their hair grows out and girls' hair grows down. That's funny. Because of the way they were styling it. That is such a little kid thought. <laughs> so she um, meets this kid and he shows her around and he he gives her the clue of like where this guy lives, right? He drives her yeah. over on a motorcycle. Um, well, no, no. Um, she sees him on the news. That's right. And she's like, that's my dad. And he's like, that's your dad? I know where he lives. He's a lord. I know where his house is. He that's has an estate. Right. Yeah, that's right. And And that kid has some weird coincidental jobs. He does. They, he shows up anywhere this girl is at. They needed him to exist in these spaces. It does kind they of make sense. They didn't know how to do it properly. When they, when they give his backstory, it makes a little sense that he would have these jobs because they're vaguely connected to a world that he too was once connected to. Well, oh, that's right, because he was like he's like a half lord. His mother was a deb. His grandparents uh, shunned her for marrying beneath her class. That's right. But then they took pity on their quote half breed grandson, which. I'm going to talk about season two of Bridgerton again, is exactly what the Sheffields do with Edwina. They're like, all right, well, our daughter married a clerk and fucked off to India, so forget her, but you're cool if you marry a rich boy. What did an Edwina want? (laughs) So she... um, Well, she does not get what she wants. She goes over to Colin first house which is just a big ass mansion it is it is an estate it's a, a manor. he's a lord yeah and you know she she breaks in she goes in the back door right she climbs she, the wall yeah she's very they show you how smart she is in a very subtle way here because they they contrast it with what boyfriend shark boy does later yeah um she goes up to the gate and the guy's like can i help you being very like stern like british guard and she's like she sees that she's not going to get anywhere with this guy and she goes actually no and then she goes to find another entrance and she climbs the the one fence and she climbs over it and hops to the bottom and then she climbs another ivy colored wall and gets her bag stuck at the top <laughs> So she's running around the yard. That's when you find out Colin Firth has a fiance and who, a st- almost stepdaughter. And an almost stepdaughter, and she's the daughter of um, Al- Alistair. Alistair, Jonathan yeah. Price's character. Yeah. Which, by the way, it took me until I had seen this movie many times before I realized that. Really? Yeah. I caught is, that right away. She calls because, her grandpa. Yeah, that's. She calls what, him grandpa yeah. at one point, but. So they're all living in the manor together, and they're going to get married soon. He's running for prime minister. So they're being super careful with everything he does. And then Amanda Bynes is sneaking around the backyard, and the stepdaughter's like, oh, my God. An impossibly large bird just fell off that wall. (laughs) There you go. 
And eventually she gets caught. They bring her in the house. and It's a very dramatic reading. Meeting. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're really... <laughs> she's trying to run away, and she runs straight into his arms. Yeah, and she, he's like, who are you? Good gracious, you can't... Whoa, whoa, what are you from? The Sun? The Daily Star? <laughs> yeah, they think she's a gossip column. UK Metro. Or no, the Daily Mail. <laughs> um... She comes clean, says, you know, who she is, and they have kind of... She's like, like, she does it very cleverly. He's like, all right, go ahead, take your picture and go. She's like, I already have a picture of you. Yeah. And then she pulls out the old one. That was that only Libby could have had, and he's like, where the devil did you get this? He, he doesn't know what to do with her. Yeah. And he lets her stay at the place, the new stepsisters. He's about to deny it all. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he, then he the grandmother's like, now, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about the grandma. And she's one of the best characters. Yeah, she's a weird character because you don't... She's the Lady Danbury. You're not sure about her at first, and then all of a sudden she's like the coolest person ever. When like she calls her... shooting and completely missing. When she calls her Ducky, I yeah. think that's what gets me. I'm Duck like, oh, th- this is a trustworthy character. Yeah. And she's kind of like, you know what, I would, I didn't agree with all the shit that went on, and she brings Amanda by and like, gives her a, a big room that's bigger than her apartment, she says. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Oh, bigger than my apartment? <laughs> it's bigger than our office, man. Yeah. And Colin Firth is trying to just come to terms with all this. Because you know, at first he's like, there's no way. And then the the his fiance is like, well, let's go with what happened to the mistake theory we were operating on. He's like, she has a birth certificate. She has my picture. She has my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> She's got my eyes. They did do a good, they both have green eyes. Yeah. A lot of times a movie cast like that, they don't really pay attention. But and I gotta say, Colin Firth is always kind of the same. He is. To, in, in everything he is. I mean, he's like very King's stable. Speech, all the time. He's funny in this. He has when he lets himself kind of slip out and, and kind of like has those relatable moments yeah. with his daughter. It's it's it, you believe it a little. It's you like know. in Mamma Mia. He is a great yeah. He is a great actor. The yeah, man, I love him. The man does a good job as Henry Dashwood. Henry Dashwood. Dashwood. <laughs> they just did a good job picking like a middle of the road, believable, but still kind of sounds like a character from a romance novel name. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of music did you listen to when you were younger? You mean back before the Earth's crust cooled? Yeah. Like, favorite band of the 70s. Please don't say the Bee Gees. Please don't say the Bee Gees. No, actually, they were called Little Feet. Um, I saw them half a dozen times. I remember... Uh, Henry, it's 8.15, and you have an appointment in Westminster at 9.15. I guess. Um, Oh, oh, yes, you're right. What happens next? She, they, she, they, they're like, okay, we well, have to stay with us. Yeah. Her boyfriend's looking for her. He can't find her. And then he's, he, and then he ends up like letting her stay for the summer. Oh yeah, because oh, 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 they call they the go mom. to the royal dress show. Don't. Oh, first he calls her mom. Then lets her know where she is. They that she's speak not dead. for the first time in eighteen years because he's like, all right, I guess my paternal duties are kicking in now. I've got to share custody of this child. How could you not have told me I fathered a child? Yeah, and it just all comes to a head, and uh, she ends up hanging up on him. Though. Yeah, because yeah. she thinks that he knew. Yeah. And he thinks that she left without saying a word and t- right. taught, took his baby with her to go be with another man. That's right. That's right. Ah, I, I forget. the. It's the little details I keep forgetting because I'm watching Amanda Bynes fall down and I'm laughing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's just, she's so exuberant. You forget everything. So she's just, you know, she's like a character in like a Pauly Shore movie. She's just the wacky outsider. Yeah. And she's just shaking up their lives. And that's where the comedy elements come in. They go to the royal dress show. Yeah. This and is she, like, well, they trick her. The, oh, going the, late. Oh, the stepsister tricks her. Yes. Right away, we know Clarissa, is it? Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's Clarissa. Who looks so much like Cressida Cowper from Bridgerton, it hurts. <laughs> and acts so much like Cressida Cowper from Bridgerton, it hurts. It? Uh, Christina Cole plays her. 
She tells her that um, it's it's like you don't get dressed up for it. Oh no! It, show up in a pair of, in a set of sensible pearls, and you may as well wear a sign saying "Spot the Plunker." Meanwhile, you're supposed to dress like you're supposed to the nine. Dress like a, a, a British person in high society. Yeah, and so and oh, she is also it like a fashion show. Gwyneth and Madonna always go to those things, right? <laughs> in in a you know in a wacky scene, Amanda Bynes accidentally like hoses herself down because she does not use the bathtub. Yeah. And it's got one of those little sprayers. She, it just she's goes trying all to like place. spray off the smell of ba- bad perfume that, and she yes. ruins her. She accidentally ruins her entire outfit right as she's ready to go and she looks like she's late. Amanda Bynes is so relatable because she <laughs> plays this character in everything and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you can be like, you know, cool, fun, girly, but also like you're a mess. Yeah. So they go ahead without her because he's, you know, he's trying to make good, you know, look good for the people. Yes. So, and he can't be late. Because he's doing this. This is very important. He's doing this very dramatic political move where he's giving up his seat in the House of Lords, a title that he inherited by birthright, and running for election as a commoner. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty baller to move. To relate to the people. It's, Yeah. I mean, it's a good move. It's, it is a good move, you know. And he wanted to be a commoner. It's just he got stuck when his yeah. dad died. They're at this thing, and Amanda Bynes shows up in, like, jeans and a belly top. A, and belly a, cute, a, a, a crop top <laughs> yeah. and a very, very cute uh, blazer. Yeah, she's fine. A look that's it's coming fine. back in, she's wearing flare-cut jeans and a blazer. Ladies, take note. <laughs> she's all, she's almost, you know, casual Friday. Yeah, it's nice. And it's a good outfit. they won't let her in. The show started. They close the door on her face. So she does the... Back, the climbs up, a wall, climbs get, up the wall, gets in, and she ends up backstage. She does take the back door, and they push her on stage. You're and she on comes out. Nobody looks at her. No, and she's not dressed like any of these people. I don't understand. And she goes out there, and just they, she's she's owning it because she realizes she what happened. Freezes on stage for a moment, but then she's like. Yeah, all right. They're taking pictures. This yeah. is my moment. If they were still playing my, I'm Too Sexy, I wouldn't have been surprised. She treats life like it's an improv sketch. And this yeah. is an energy I want to add more to my own day-to-day being. Yeah, and that, and you see that she was an improv kid. Yeah. I mean, that's what all that was. It was, just com- it was just like little comedy sketches and stuff. She was good at it. And, you know, she does the whole swirling around, throwing her coat over her shoulder, blah, blah. Knocking models over, then she falls in Prince Charles's lap. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you're okay, darling." I yes, say, "You're right. You sure?" He looked a lot. The, I will say the lookalikes were great in this. Yeah, the queen looked just. I was crazy. Yeah, that woman was make a fortune. <laughs> That's another thing I didn't appreciate until like I saw this now, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> so uh-huh. she becomes like the it girl. They have to kind of. Ex- Blame her now and t- say what happened. And Princess Charlotte is like, I was just having a delicious conversation with your daughter. <laughs> and everybody likes her. Because she gets along with the dog. Yeah, yeah. she just picks up Princess Charlotte's dog and starts like petting it. And she's like, hey, he's nice. How you doing? She's like, no, she bites people, dear. Oh, he's not going to bite me. He's, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, she's, she, she's just a goofball. It's You know, she's just, she's a lovable goofball. And... It's a trope of these movies, but you know what? It works. She has an infectious charm to her. Yeah, it works so well in this. So she starts becoming a little, like, getting to know him. Like, they have, uh, they both can't sleep because she has jet lag and he's nervous. So Mm -hmm. they're downstairs eating, like, Cocoa Puffs or something. Then they both like Cocoa Puffs. They're like, they realize they're completely identical musically and just the way they dress. I like the one scene at breakfast where the step, uh, the 
the not stepmother fiance oh. is realizing this is going to be a problem when she sees them folding their toast the exact same way and she's oh. like oh god oh they do like she a gets smear this and everything. from him yeah <laughs> it's cute i mean they play along with each other really well she's like just thinking the daughter's gonna be a problem because she's like her mother but she's like oh no she's gonna bring out this crazy side in him again i didn't know this was here yeah. although i have to wonder what their romantic history is like because if she is the daughter of the family's advisor yeah that means she conceivably grew up with him or near him. She you was think. probably around yeah. when she brought they grooming, Libby. They were grooming this shit for years. Libby home. Like, yeah, that's why it's it's almost like a Vivian and Elle situation. Sure. Where like she like got back together <laughs> with her. Come on, we watched Legally Blonde. Oh, I, I still thought you were talking about Bridgerton. No. <laughs> No, it's like Vivian and Elle, where like his 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 college fling girlfriend left, and he got back together with his prep school girlfriend. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good. That's fine. Nobody in Bridgerton is named Vivian. You have beat Bridgerton into me so badly over the past few weeks. I just it's it's I am still thinking about Bridgerton. So they go to a coming out party for these twins. Yes. The, these two duchesses. Per, pe- Peach and. Pe- peach, pear? peach and pear. Peach and, and pear or wood. And they had like a sister named like Comqua. We have a sister called Parsnip. Parsnip. She doesn't get it. out much. Comqua was funnier. <laughs> I guess. Can you imagine naming your child Comquat? <laughs> oh man, you say that the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. <laughs> no worse than Apple. Uh, Gwyneth. These two girls are just very frumpy. They're scared. They're twin, identical twins. You can tell they have been dressed in yeah. such a way that is unflattering to their person. And uh, Clarissa and her shitty friends are just making fun of them. And Amanda and Bynes they're is, party. They're just Ama- be, they're they're being rude. Yeah. And Amanda Bynes is just like, hey, how's it going? Glad hands them. You know, she's like, I'll see you guys later. Finds out her boyfriend got the well, the love interest is on stage. He's also in a, a wedding band it, like his mom. There, then there's also there's a side element here that it's important to mention because it's introduced here. First of all, uh, Glynis or whatever tries to give her an ugly dress for this yeah. event. She's like, not on my watch. She cuts it up with scissors and makes it fabulous. God, I want the resultant dress. Oh, she did a nice job. So beautiful. <laughs> Shows up in that, catches the attention of everyone. Has oh, that all the shutter bugs come out? That shutter bug uh, descending the staircase scene, which is going to be in another movie that yeah. I show you very soon. Oh, no. I had one very singular fantasy as a teenager. It was just this <laughs> over and over. <laughs> so, and then she, as soon as she arrives, uh, Arm, Armist, Armbrister, whatever what his name is, the, now, Mr. Frosted Tips. That's the scumbaggy guy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So earlier on, you meet this dude who Clarissa's into, mm-hmm. who's just... The blonde douchebag you see in every one of these movies. He's he's a lad. He's your he's yeah. a stereotypical British lad. Oh yeah. Which is I mean the closest American thing I can find is a frat bro. Yeah, he's he wears boat shoes twenty four seven. It's it's a, it's a frat bro, <laughs> but with like the, the that yeah. those, that Connecticut like asshole ro- vibes, like Rose Crew and does yeah. all that shit. Yeah. You know, sweater over the shoulders type. Yeah. And uh, so what Andy Bernard was Andy Bernard in the office. Oh yeah. Cornell yes, Andy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So he's kind of like hitting on Amanda Bynes hardcore, and I mean he's get, he's gross. He's being so gross. He's nasty. He's like, women love me, don't you love me? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and you just want him to like swallow his head. Doesn't she do? She does well, say, "Put I your really lip over your head." I really wish you would put your lip over your head and swallow it. That is a joke. They stole. Hey, outside now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> They're honking horns. That was a joke. They stole that from uh, grumpy old men. 
Oh. Because Jack Lemon gets that yelled at him by um, Walter Matthau, and he goes, "Why don't you pull your lip over your head and swallow?" I just, I just <laughs> thought I that. always remember that we used to say that to each other at school. We're like, "Why don't you pull your lip?" Me and my roommate used to say that all the I time. I just thought that was a saying. No, no, and I think that's where they got that from. <laughs> and I was kind of like, "Oh, they stole that joke, and she told it wrong." <laughs> I always loved the punchy way she delivered it. With it, the it. They, I don't like the it. I like, I like the pulling your lip over your head and swallow. They probably I'm a thought. Fan. They what probably. Probably thought just the word swallow on its own was too inappropriate for a movie that would be aimed at kids who had previously been watching Nickelodeon. And it's called What a Girl Wants. I bet, yeah. Whenever <laughs> whenever I bring up this movie, which is often, Will thinks that what I want to watch is the movie What Women Want. Oh, God, Which is not it. Oh, that's not it. That's a terrible movie. And he's like, well, was that the original or the remake? And I'm like, what remake? It was, it's based on a play from the 50s. Oh, yeah, it's called The Reluctant... The uh, Reluctant Debutante. Debutante. Yes. See, I read that in the credits. <laughs> um, my uh, senior, ju- junior year, my theater professor wanted me to direct this, the fall play. I don't know. He was like, you can do whatever whatever show you want. Pick one. And I yeah. picked this. Yeah. And I started staging it. And then halfway through, he was like, actually, we're moving the date. It's now going to be the mid-season play. So you're going to submit your directorial thing for... Um, ACTF, the American Theater Foundation competition. Um, And also, you're doing a different play. Oh, jeez. You're doing a play called As It Is in Heaven about shakers. Wow. Which are like Quakers. That's a jump. It was quite a jump. Shout out out to all my shady shakers in that cast, ladies. Fond memories. (laughs) Shout out. I love you, Reader. I love you, Reader. Where were we? Oh, so they're at the uh, their coming out party. And she decides to liven it up. Yeah. And she and and the dad while she's dancing with Armister or whatever, she sees her actual as he's like trying to literally feel her up, she sees Ian. Ian? His name's Ian. I think you're right. She sees Ian from across the room. She hears his music and she breaks away from Armin, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah. That's very that's very un rude. It's it's very un un the rules. How rude! And he sees she sees him, and then she goes looking for him. And they've hatched this plot to make the party more exciting. Yeah, but what they fail to realize is the father of these women. He has a chandelier that Napole- he got Napoleon. Napoleon uh, Napoleon gave to someone at the Battle of something, and it was passed down through his family. It's all he talks about. Colin Firth is like it is like I don't I don't want to talk to him because he's just going to talk about the stupid chandelier. Don't let him catch you looking at the chandelier. Whatever you do. So they start partying it up. And all the vibration from the dancing. Because she keeps turning up the bass. She go, oh, that's right. She turns the bass up. And the vibration breaks the chandelier. And it somehow like crashes to the ground in the middle of a crowd of people who were doing a circle. That's right. In the exact space that it would take up. So, you know, great. But later on in the movie, the girls show up and they're like, cool. Yeah. And they end up hooking up with these two twins. Because they, uh, <laughs> they she, get their own set of twins. She gave, Daphne gave them some styling tips. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's like, and then Clarissa's all jealous of that. Mm-hmm. Then they decide they're going to have, uh, She is this when she goes out on the day with her dad? And they, um, and when they go to the boats. That's right. They go to the boats. Say they have to go to the royal something. And the, she no- regalia. And she knocks that douchebag guy and in the water. He's trying to kiss her. The, yeah, and he, she punches him. She arrives. She wants to kiss her boyfriend because they, he's been parking cars. And they went on. Oh shit! Uh, you're talking about the date with the boy. No, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about when she went out with her dad. Oh well. Uh, so because she does. She has a date with the with the guy. At some point, she kisses him, and he gives her his whole backstory, which we've already gone over. Yeah, but I mean, that's. I was like, it's, it's just, it's kind of a besides the backstory, it's kind of a throwaway montage. There was a very. It's not. 
<laughs> She's it's so not bad. a throwaway montage. There's a very sweet and romantic kiss, and he says, I just don't understand why you're trying so hard to fit in when you were born to stand out. Which is, you know, it's the cheesy line That's in the movie, line. Adam. That's a trailer line. Exactly. So they have their date or whatever. They have their date. And then the next day, like, she's They up, go to the regatta. And, like, she she goes to, like, give him a kiss, hello. And then Armister, whatever, shows up. Well, they walk out on the dock and she's like, oh, yeah, why don't you give me a kiss? And he, like, puckers up. She decks him in the face. she's trying to see him. Beforehand, Armister is... Oh, that's right. Because Ian is working at this he's event. He's working. Because he has 12 jobs in this yes. movie. So she's trying to give him a kiss. And Armister shows up and then he's like stay away from the this is not your world like yeah. and then Ian's like what are you jealous I thought this little rivalry of ours ended in lower school so oh, you that's right. know they knew each other they I didn't know even catch each that. other and Armister I is that his name I think so it's and something stupid this entire like time he's been like jealous of him yeah, Armistead. Armistead. Armistead Stewart. Yes. The entire time Armistead has been jealous of Ian. You're right, you're right. And so it's worse. Yeah. You know, I really wish you'd pull your lip over your head and swallow it. <laughs> Despite myself, I find your Yankee vulgarity intensely attractive. So forget about the car parking mixed race mongrel and give me that kiss you've been longing to give me since we first met. You're right. I have been longing to do this. She knocks him in the water. He looks like a douchebag. Yeah. Everyone's all, laughing. All the camera crews start coming out of the woodwork. And Colin Firth is like, I got to get my kid out of here. Give me your motorcycle keys. Ian throws him his motorcycle keys. They take off. And he's like, he's he's riding that bike pretty good. Oh, yeah. He, with a girl in the back. He's probably ridden in like 20 years. I, but he, well, he, he first ro- well, he rides over a flower bed yeah. and almost kills a woman. Yeah, I mean, he knew how to ride a motorcycle in Morocco. So that's like his back. And they end up like just walking around London for the day, you know, having a daddy-daughter day. Bond. They have a cute little bonding thing. Yeah, and they like, talk look about records. They're dancing. He gets, he tries on his leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about her mom, and he finds out that she really hasn't ever thought about anyone else, and yeah. so that letter that he got was probably less than truthful. Yeah. It, it, basically, everything comes to light in the scene, and they're better for it. Yeah. And he really wants to have a relationship with now, and he wants to give her a, a coming out party of her own and say, like, you're my daughter. Like, yeah. really make it a thing. Kind of, like, own her. Make it, just make it official. Yeah. Like, like tell the world about it, because they've been hiding it. Yeah. You know, so he's 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 actually doing right by her. In 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 his own way. Yeah. In the context of this society, which is why it still ends up being I a problem. I think also running as a commoner, you know, yeah. like he's going, I had a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm being responsible. I didn't know she existed. I want to be her dad. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so I, I that's think in a not way true it's... exactly because they're spinning the story to the press like he always knew she that she existed but didn't have time to spend time with her. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I thought he was. They have cool. a they they have a meeting about it at the beginning, <laughs> but he is essentially he's still taking ownership. Yeah, and um, they have this coming out party. The grandmother gives her her tiara that was hers that the stepdaughter really mm-hmm. wants. They even, the, the mom shows up at this thing. Yeah. They, they, mom, are you wearing a bra? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the first time ever. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Kelly Preston shows up. She looks great. Oh, she God. has like her hair. Like, she looks hair. Like, she looks like Cinderella, she's wearing a Cinderella dress, Cinderella hair. The mm-hmm. upsweeping. And then Clarissa locks her 
it locks Amanda Bynes in a room so she can have the daddy-daughter dance. Yeah. Well, which is so fucked No, up. that's not why she's locked in the room. So leading up to this, Daphne has been like kind of repressing herself more and more because after yeah. this publicity stunt, he starts falling in the polls after everyone sees him in the motorcycle thing, which I think is interesting because in America, you would not fall oh, you, in the polls. You would be president. You would, <laughs> like that's how, that is how you win. Yeah, that, that's how kings are made. Presidents run, presidents in that America. run on cool. I, Bill Clinton played the saxophone on TV. Barack Obama was just Barack Obama. Yeah. In America, that gets you the election. Yeah. Which I think is a is 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 an Scary. interesting difference. <laughs> I don't know if it says anything better or worse that they're that judgmental or we love recklessness that Amen. much. I just think it's a very striking difference. Our number one export is entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we do. Yeah. I um <laughs> right now. But yeah, so she's been repressing herself and uh but then she finds out at this gala, she overhears Glennis talking to dear old Alistair. That's right. And he's like, I'll have to get rid of her just like I got rid of her mother. And she's like, now hearing it confirmed, right. she's like, excuse me, bitch. Yeah, that's right. She calls her out. Mm-hmm. And that's and then why she got she's like, up. no, don't make a scene. Do- no, no, that's not this. That's So wait, who locked her in the room? The mom? Glynis, re- Glynis did it. Becomes unhinged. That's right. And then and locks Clarissa her in the takes the opportunity to do the daddy-daughter dance because she doesn't show up for it. Her mom goes together. And when her mom rescues her and brings her back, she says one of the best lines. She's like, now, now we don't want a scene, darling. And Libby goes, you take your hands off my daughter you won't get a scene you'll get a broadway musical which is something that my mom did for me almost verbatim once i had this like third grade teacher who was very rude who tried to like discipline me once for being it's misbehaving i had an emotional outburst anyway she tried to drag me across the like blacktop and embarrass me in front of all the other kids and the moms and my mom essentially very calmly sent me to the car and said that to her that's pretty awesome it was Badass. I still remember it to this day. Way to go, Mrs. Weird. I know. Um, <laughs> so they end up leaving. She's pissed at Colin. The, they're, everybody's mad at everybody now. Colin Firth feels like shit. Yeah, he's and, so sad. And he doesn't know how to like, explain to her. They, they play this really sad song that's like, I'm awake in the afternoon. <laughs> fell asleep in the living room. <laughs> now, do they... Do they go back to the States? She goes back to America. They they pull away. She's like, I'm not going to like let you get hurt the same that, way I got okay. hurt. That Enough is enough. We really thought you'd changed. And so she's back in the States being sad about all the bracelets she got with her dad that day. And every time she no, sees a guy. On, the boyfriend with the bracelets Oh, with the for. boyfriend. And every time she sees a guy on a motorcycle, she's sad. Yeah. And then they, they you see the dad like across the sea being sad. The boyfriend's looking across the water and she can't eat Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> just a wallow fest it's a wallow fest and then they end up at another wedding that's right they go to a wedding and she's that's where she's filling out more college applications meanwhile henry on her tray while she's serving drinks i know which is like bro you weren't doing this over i mean i guess you thought you were gonna be a dashwood yeah and then and then the dad show uh then they have they they they're having the they're at a wedding and they the mother starts playing uh the the father-daughter dance. The father-daughter dance. dance yet again. And Meanwhile, over in Europe, he, this Lord Dashwood is renouncing. That's right. He's he, not, he's giving that's up. That's a great scene. He's not running anymore. That was very King's speech, that Oh, scene. yeah, he's, he's he go, comes up to a podium that, you know, everyone's expecting this, like, great, you know, rah-rah speech. And he's About like, how he's expected to win. And he's just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm leaving. I've I'm changed. I'm giving everything up. And he just walks out and I everyone's found something like, that's more important to me. Holy shit! And then and he decks Alistair in the. F- is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Alistair. He 
he finds out Alistair was about to get away with it and yes. just get fired. <laughs> and then he's like, when I found out that girl was pregnant, he's like, you can see the fire yeah. light in his brain. And he's like, Ex you knew? Yeah. And he just, of course I knew. It's my job to know. No further warning. Decked. Yeah. And then she, and then, um, Gl I know daddy's been naughty, but what about me? Glenneth. Oh, he's just like, oh, God, get out you'll, of here. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> So they end up. He ends up going to America. He, the motorcycle kid goes with him, right? Yeah, he's like, I find when you're apologizing, it's important to bring a rather large present. Imagine being Ian. Yeah, you're Ian. You've just had this crazy summer. You're trying to get over this fling now that she's gone back to America, and like you just found herself. Yeah, and then. Uh, one of your country's royalty. Want to go tie up, up some loose ends? Shows up your door. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go visit my daughter, your ex. Do you want to come on a plane with me to New York?" <laughs> You're flying coach, though. Just <laughs> like imagine, like I, I don't. What is an equivalent political figure? It's like the governor Matt, just shows Bernie up. Bernie Sanders comes and picks you up and's like, "Do you want to get on a plane and go to London with me?" I gotta go get my ex-wife back. <laughs> And then you could get his daughter. We'll have a great time. But whatever. I you were doing Bernie, right? I don't really do a Bernie. I'm I, doing Larry Sanders. I don't know. I don't know what political figure. But, no, I like that example. That example tickles me. I it love would it. Be, it just so, what a weird set and of I, circumstances. And, but it has to be the also, same kid. And also, it, has be, it has to be Ian. Yes. Him and Bernie. Yes. <laughs> And also, they show up in the middle of somebody else's wedding. That's right. And he shows up on a boat. I don't know where Ian came I from. I don't know how they knew how to find that wedding. Like, they had to track her down in Chinatown. Yeah, they, like they, the, had to do some work. they had to do some detective work. The days before cell phones, how anybody did anything. Like, oh, no, I know no. it's possible, but it seems That's impossible That's what I mean. People now. disappear off the face of the earth. <sighs> Colin first shows up. And they do their daddy-daughter dance. Yeah, and again, somebody else's wedding. And it, is it what I told you lately that I love you or something? Yes, which is my parents' song. And and Diane Lane doesn't sing it. They let, no. they let the piano she, player sing I, it. She's <laughs> supposed to start singing it, and, she, and like, she's sobbing. Oh, she's dropped joy. And once again, that's very sweet, but once yeah. again, imagine being this piano player and going, hello. Oh, um, um, you're, uh, okay. Hello. <laughs> Because I noticed like, a, a few bars went by. I'm like, you're supposed to be singing. Why is your daughter, the waitress, dancing with one of the guests? Wait, that's not a guest. <laughs> Haven't I seen that guy on the news? <laughs> now your ex-boyfriend. So he, um, they have their dance. It's yeah, a tearjerker moment. And then Ian shows up because you have to bring a present to a wedding. It's it's, it's important when you're you apologizing like, to bring a present to a large present. Here, go hook up with my daughter. And then <laughs> It is a wedding, you know. And then my parents started making out. And, yeah, and that's the movie. They end up moving back to England to his huge-ass house. And I love the little touch at the end. They're all at, they, they have the food outside, mm -hmm. full roast, everything. Mm -hmm. like, beautiful setting. And the butler comes out. And Amanda, and, and uh, the mom yeah. goes, no, 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 sit, sit down. Sit down. And the butler's like, thank you. Yeah. And he, he's just this cute little old man who keeps getting shit from Gwyneth the whole movie. And they all sit Gwyneth. out on the lawn and it's nice. And they just, you know, pan back and end of movie. She's going to Oxford. Yeah. Clarissa got married to Armistead and That's he's right. hitting on her friends. The mom got married to Annoying Chandelier Man. That's right. I forgot that little note. Uh, what's his name is driving a tour bus and making jokes about how the Big Alistair. Ben isn't a hamburger. <laughs> that was pretty. What was the joke? I, I see, for those of you who do speak English, I see you laughing. No, the Big Ben is not the name of a large hamburger. <laughs> yeah, we call it a Royale with cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, listen, it's a decent flick. You could spend your an hour and 45 minutes doing watching something way worse, like one of the Twilight movies, for example. <laughs> 
That's fair. <laughs> this ranks higher on my list than the Twilight movies. Oh my god, I would, I would hope pick so. this first. Amanda Bynes is great. Everybody's good in this. Everybody pulls their weight, yep. has a good time. You know, I I enjoyed it. Um, what do you? We'll, we'll go with your rating first. This is my. This is one of my elevens. Okay. Uh, this is, I pulled this out. I have a list in the back of my head that I can't give to you all at once well, because if I did, it would be like we were having one long sleepover. Okay. Um, but this is one of my 11s that I thought of at the beginning when we thought of this podcast. And I like, I was like, this is one of the movies I have to pick. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with an eight. An eight? An eight. Yeah. Very nice. I was expecting to just think this was going to be dumb, stupid shit. Yeah, I kind of thought it, you'd hate it. It is dumb, stupid shit, but it's done well. And it's not obnoxious with what it's trying to do. It doesn't go over. It doesn't go too over the top. It goes just enough, even though you have Amanda Bynes being completely goofy. Yes. But she's a comedian. It's not like, like Hillary Duff is more of an. She's less of a comedian, more of an actress. Like yeah. that kind of thing. The, of the the cute girls of that era. You those two were my favorites. Amanda too. Bynes knows how to do comedy really well. She's more than just a pretty face. Hillary and Duff I, and was I, more like rye comedy. She was good at rye commentary yeah, in the right situation. Yeah. She was more of a Jim. Amanda Bynes is more of a Jim Carrey. She's yeah, and she and she but she also looks like a leading lady in this. You yes. know, a young leading lady. She's very good. This I, was kind of like I think one of her breakout roles. Yeah, no, this was, was meant to be. I, I I got to the end of it, I'm like, no, nah, that was good. Yeah. Like I, I I didn't have a damn thing to say about it. I was just like, it was good. Besides, what's her name singing a little flat? That was probably my only one. <laughs> and now, even that I felt bad about. Interestingly, Will doesn't really like this one and he usually doesn't mind like the girly yeah. movies that I picked. But he was like, at the end of this one, he's like, it's weird because it's like a rom-com. But the entire time, it's the the two lead characters are a father and a daughter. Yeah. So in order for it still to be a rom-com, they occasionally just have Throw to shoehorn in the other characters. But on the same right, she's trying... She would like her parents to get back together. Yes. It's a little parent trap. I was like, yeah. You know? He was like, he was like, I don't know. Just weird vibes. I don't know. He did have I, an. I had heard that. It is an interesting too. point. I, I I looked a little bit stuff up on it, and I had, people were saying the same thing. They were like, it's just weird that like a father and a daughter. That's and I'm like, but that's what the story's about. Yeah, exactly. It does, not everything has to be a rom com. They threw the rom com in just. Because girls the like that shit. The element came in because of the, the target You could have completely taken it out. She could have just met a girl who was showing her around and becomes her sidekick. It's an interesting... It would have been just as fun. It's an interesting play on expectations, I think, yeah. more than anything else. Because like yeah. the fact that that is the expectation so much so that it makes some people uncomfortable... Yeah. It's a teenage date movie. It's interesting because it, there's in nothing... In a weird way. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you... That was just a thing they did. Whatever. It didn't hurt, it didn't hurt nobody. It, it's completely innocent comedy. And, and the fact that Amanda Bynes is willing to go goofy and not to base herself, but get kooky with it. Yeah. You know, like kooky she's is a, a great word. She's not just being funny. She's kind of being a physical comedian, too. Yeah. And you don't see that a lot. And, you know, so that's why it, it gets an eight. I, I liked it. So next week on the show, we're going to uh, celebrate Pride Month a little bit. And I'm going to recommend... The birdcage. Okay. Do you know anything about the birdcage? I know that when you were coming up with uh, ideas for maybe movies to recommend to me for Pride Month, I said the birdcage to my roommate Sam, and she was like, how have you not seen the birdcage? Yeah. And then uh, her her friend came over this weekend and then was also was like, how have you not seen the birdcage? And it was, on, it was one of the ones on my list. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do the birdcage. It seems a fan favorite. 
it's a fun comedy. Already, I'm excited. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't see you not liking this movie. Okay. So next week on the show, I'm going to make Mel watch The Birdcage. And uh, I've been Adam Mock. I have been Melanie Weir. And we made you watch... A podcast. See you next time. You've been listening to an N-Stars podcast production.